0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, <laughs> let's chat about Mercury retrograde. Good God. Oh, good morning, Tam. Hi, Janet. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Next year, I hope we do not have a Mercury retrograde during uh, the new year. Because I, I I I, <laughs> I, 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 And you know what the common denominator is in all the problems that I've had? Me. Oh, oh, you know that's me <laughs> not <laughs> true. That oh, no, no, no. It was true. Yesterday, I had just about a conniption fit. Because my, uh, I went into my website, the back office, because I was intending to tr- look at the courses that I had set up in this uh, app called. Um, LearnDash, and my intention was to look at those courses and to start adding a new one that I was going to release to people. Only it was gone. It was gone. The plugin, everything, because I use a WordPress website, everything was gone. And I contacted my friend Amy, who is the one who uh, I bought the licensing from for LearnDash to see if maybe because of the new year something happened. She didn't know anything about it. So then I'm getting help from you know learn dash i'm getting help from bluehost the uh, hosting site for my website <laughs> and about an hour and a half into this oh no yeah i realized that i was on the wrong website yeah because when you use a program like learn dash you set up like a a subdomain they call it which is you know just kind of a a side domain to your own domain that hosts the courses so that it doesn't you know the number of people taking the course doesn't knock down your website right and i totally forgotten that
1: (laughs) yeah did i feel
0: like an idiot oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. so then this morning all of you who are listening behind the scenes tam can't hear me and i'm like but i'm plugged in everything all the settings are right but I'd had the sound muted on my laptop. I must have hit the button somehow when I was yeah. So it turns out the whole problem had to do with me.
1: But listen, here's the what was so funny about it this time. You know, I usually like come sliding into home plate right before we go live. You know, and then yeah. All up. This time I'm like, I'm gonna go in early. I'm gonna start the <laughs> I ten minutes early. I got on the and we're like, I can't hear you, or like. Reading Lips. Reading Lips. Oh, my reading God. Lips. oh yeah. that was so funny. And that, so you don't remember, but maybe three months ago, the same thing happened, and I had muted myself. So it's really nice that it. what goes around comes around.
0: Right, 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 right. <laughs> and it's always going to be a Mercury retrograde where we discover this kind of stuff, because I will bet you three months ago, Mercury was either in the shadow really? or in retrograde or at the end. Yeah. And yeah, there we go. And it's so easy to have, you know, I I don't know about you, but I get all like keyed up inside and then my brain stops working. And that's what happened to me yesterday. I mean, this morning I was actually okay. I was like, okay, let's just see what all these things are doing. But uh, (laughs) yesterday, oh no, I flipped. I was like, you guys have never had the pleasure of seeing Janet in a flip out, but I was flipped out, freaked out. (gasps) Uh... I don't know which was worse, the freak out I was having when I discovered I couldn't access it or the uh, freak out I had when I realized it was all because of me.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad I'm not alone in that stuff. Good Lord. Right,
0: right, right, right. And, you know, the thing that really gets to me and and here's the thing I said to myself afterwards, I failed again. Right. This is like a pattern. And well, it's okay to fail. Um, It's a pattern I see how I react when those kinds of things stress me and I epic failed. I did the same, I fell into the same trap. And that trap usually includes me beating myself up and then uh, telling myself, obviously you don't belong in business. And uh, I I mean, I, I I go to the end of, okay, yeah, it's time for you to retire. (laughs) So that's where I went yesterday. And I, this, has happened to me so many times, Tam, that the universe ends up, you know, doing this, or it's not the universe doing it. Somehow I'm in, I'm the one doing it. Anyway, it's all good. Today we're here to talk about January.
1: <laughs> we are here to talk.
0: <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to January 18th, the day that Mercury oh. turns direct. And actually, maybe oh. I'm not because maybe the week or so after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we have that shade period. Yes, exactly. exactly. Retro uh, shade. It certainly
1: is something to look forward to when Mercury stations. Direct,
0: Indeed. So today we're going to take a look at January, our favorite um, aspects or patterns or uh, days of the month. And I, I already know that that's going to be my heyday. But I also wanted to kind of share a little bit about Mercury cycle, because Mercury actually conjuncts the sun this weekend. And that's part of a bigger picture. Oh, I can't
1: wait to learn from you again today.
0: Put your learning caps on. Let's hope I can do this. (laughs) You can. (laughs) I can. I can. I spent a good deal this morning of time looking at this. Um, But also, I'm thinking that uh, this weekend is a huge weekend. I I think it's probably the biggest weekend of the year so far, considering it's only, you know, (laughs) Oh, less than a week old. Uh, but uh, the biggest weekend of this month, because uh, of the full moon on Friday, yes. followed by a Mercury, which by the way, that full moon also has uh, a- and the sun and Mercury very close to that conjunction. Yep. So we could say that the moon is opposing that uh, sun-Mercury conjunction. Mm-hmm. And then we also have then the Mercury conjunct the sun mm-hmm. uh on uh, on saturday along you know with the still moving energy of the full moon right. and then mercury in a trine to uranus on sunday so given that you know mercury is all about the mind yep. and uranus rules the higher mind right so we have a very busy mind sort of weekend um kind of t- touching off with the emo- emotions of cancer, <laughs> where the full moon is. Exactly. So to, yeah, so to me, that's probably where we should start. Let's start there with the full moon.
1: That works for me. Um, I, I had it written down as well to to go there. Um, I look, you just mentioned, like, let's learn about the Mercury's cycles and all that i would i really want to hear your take on it especially if you're considering it like the first big deal of the year i really mm-hmm. want to hear your take on it janet and i will probably ask questions and i'll go into student mode this time
0: okay so uh, so mercury like any planet in the in the solar system has a cycle and the cycle you know, comes to begin when it hits the sun, right? Everything in our universe revolves around the sun. So as planets come into a conjunction with the sun, it starts a new cycle of energy with the sun, right? So we could say it's like a new moon, right? A new beginning. And when Mercury Mercury conjuncts the sun twice in its cycle. Once we call the inferior conjunction, which is what we will have this weekend. And that occurs when Mercury is pretty much at its closest uh, to Earth or closest to the sun. Excuse Mm -hmm. me. And hold on. I think I just I pictured that incorrectly. When Mercury is closest to Earth. That is when we have the inferior conjunction. Okay. When we have the superior conjunction is when Mercury is furthest away from Earth. But it's interesting because both of those conjunctions happen when Mercury is in retrograde.
1: Oh. And
0: uh, Well, the inferior conjunction happens. So the whole seeding part of the um, cycle with Mercury happens during Mercury's retrograde. Mm-hmm. So we so as much as I kick and scream about having a Mercury retrograde, it is a time that is of uber importance because it's the beginning, this one is the beginning of the entire Mercury cycle. And we could kind of think of it as the seed planting time, right? Where Mercury is kind of depositing seeds to the sun, or maybe it's the sun, taking up seeds and depositing them with mercury. Mm -hmm. It holds promise of what comes next. It holds the potential for what comes next. And yet we are in the dark, right? We are in the dark at this point in time because mercury is retrograde Mm -hmm. and we are not knowing anything about what comes next, but we can sense it. This Mm -hmm. is where our intuition kind of comes alive, where we may not know how we know what we are sensing or why we're sensing something, but we're preparing. This is the time to prepare the space for what's new or what comes next, even if we don't know what that might be.
1: Relative to our mind.
0: Well, relative to your mind, relative to everything that has to do with the sun, right? And the sun is everything that we are, our ego selves, what we do, what we're good at. So we're combining the energies of the mind and the, the ego, the personality, personality. And,
1: but also you know. does no is it relative to the fact that Mercury is currently in Capricorn? So does this cycle begin relative to that? Like autonomy, discipline, structure, form, business, uh, mm-hmm.
0: career, profession, authority, yeah. how you, how uh, you position yourself in the world. <laughs> Um, how you claim your authenticity and all of that. So yes, it has everything to do with that. So if we, if we looked at this as the seeds, you know, that we plant, this is the fertilization time, right? Mm -hmm. This is the time we've put the seed in, we've covered it with good soil. We've probably put some water in or some, you know, growth uh, uh, fertilizer fertilizer in there. Yeah. And now it's fertilized for growth. And this is the time where we begin to, we may not take complete new action yet, but we are preparing for those next steps. And, you know, it's funny because that's exactly what I was doing yesterday when I encountered the first big problem, right? Was that I was preparing by going in. I wanted to look at the courses that I'd already prepared and I couldn't find them. And then I freaked out. So the the whole motif of you know wanting to plant the seed maybe maybe I was putting the horse before the cart a little bit or the cart before the horse because I maybe I needed to have looked at all of the systems and made sure everything was all set up first oh, right. before I decided to go in and and make changes. Okay. So anyway, um, but remember that this is the forethought time. This is not the time to take new action exactly. So what we see with Mercury's cycle with the sun is that it begins when we really are not prepared to take action yet.
1: Right, right. Or, or that
0: the timing isn't right for new action. So it is um the herald if you will of a new energy or of a new program or a new project. It is the uh who was what is his name? He called it the uh, spontaneous outworking of the mind. Wow. So the mind begins to project outward mm-hmm. what it is that the next steps would be. But if we project outward and couple that with action in the Mercury retrograde, that's where we might find problems, right? That's where we discover Uh, where things haven't been integrated correctly yet. I certainly discovered that. Or where there hasn't been a synthesis yet, where all of the pieces of the puzzle are not all together. Mm -hmm. So it's a growing phase. But the growing is just in the very beginning, right? Mm -hmm. It's just that seed being planted. So So it bears to say then, watch what seeds are what are you seeing as seeds in your own life even now right the sun is like it's 16 degrees really already Mm -hmm. 15 or 6 what is the sun today uh yeah 15 degrees 16 so we're we're getting there so what kind of seeds are being planted what thoughts are coming up what opportunities are coming are coming up that are not yet ready for us to take the full step forward into but that hold promise, if you will, for where we go or what comes next.
1: So my, I think I'm always looking for what is the tool? Um, How or, how or what are we doing to, to best use this energy? Um, Is it just about sitting in the question? What am I seating right now or what is being seated? Is that the best use of the weekend? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably, you know, um, prepare every, all the back work that you would do. Like if I was going to put out a course, which was my intention uh, with going even to look for that um, the seed that I would have had to plant would be to take a look at, at even like, where where is it? Does it need updating? Um, You know, I discovered a problem in, in going through that, but I wasn't getting ready to do so much as I was preparing what would need to take place in order for me to do. So the tool is about preparation, I think. Okay. And in preparation, you might draw up plans. You might mind map. Mind mapping is such a mercury, great mercury. I love
1: mind mapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah. so mind mapping, you know, what your year might look like or um, putting together, you know, all the different potential potentialities. I started a new list of ideas for the year, things like that. So that I am not doing so much as I am preparing or dreaming or imagining, um, getting organized around those kinds of words. And we've got to remember it's all happening, as you said, in the sign of Capricorn, which really prepares us to, to make a plan, to do our due diligence, to get the, the, goal set to look at the bigger picture as well as looking at the smaller picture so
1: saying that full moon is also is it sextile uranus yes so so we have both the higher mind and the lower mind sort of working in conjunction kind of playing well together in the sandbox if you will
0: yes yes um And that North node is still hanging pretty darn close to Uranus. So we're still imagining what we could be or who, where we could go or um, the problem with that imagining is that, and and nothing idealistically or ideally wrong with imagining, but it can get us caught up in just the keep keeping all of that in our minds and not actually doing anything. Mm. But for once, we really do want to keep things sort of close to the vest or in our minds or imaginations because it's not time to take action yet. Mm-hmm. So, we're getting there though. And that's the point. You you know, we can't oh, let's see what was the date that I gave you, uh, 18th when mercury turns yeah. direct. Yeah. You know, it's you don't jump out of the gate that day and go running full tilt at anything because that's right those planets don't just like start moving at their regular pace. Right. You know, they, they slowly pick up steam.
1: (laughs) Come out of the shade. Don't, don't go full force yet for sure. Uh, I love what we're talking about here. And I just want to make a a quick uh, prompt from the energy almanac, which living astrology is the proud sponsor of um, (laughs) the illustration for the, for the month ahead, but more importantly, the whoop over this way, the ah. theme is examining the vision of the future. And I feel like everything that we just talked about with this full moon in, in cancer and Mercury being relative and Uranus being relative really actually ties into that because we can, we can brain dump and we can mind map and we can feel into and we can
0: imagine the future. Exactly. This it's it's, it's oh, I want to show you something that you wrote. You said, midweek, a bold leader expresses interest in the future, and the next day you can apply discipline when considering financial needs. So this morning, I was reading about uh, the the fact that the Republicans can't seem to right. coalesce their energies around a leader. Yep, yep. And Biden, who I would not characterize as a bold leader, perhaps, yep. but certainly taking advantage of it by stepping up to the plate and saying, but look, these are the things that we've done when we've worked together, right? This, this infrastructure deal. And now he's so he's got Republicans and Democrats at this bridge. And I don't even know what state it was in, but uh, Kentucky, I think it was. And they're working together to show how, you know, this infrastructure bill is working to help Americans. And I thought, oh, well, He's not exactly, like I said, what I would call a bold leader, but that's a bold move when the party uh, that is in power, in uh, at least in the House, is squabbling well, amongst themselves. Here's another way
1: to look at that exact situation. Uh huh. So we're talking about Kevin McCarthy did not get voted in by his own party while other bold Republican leaders are speaking against him for their own reasons. So there is bold leadership happening, which I think is very interesting, right?
0: (laughs) Uh, It is, I mean, sometimes I think our country or our government is such a great model of all that's wrong, (laughs) the dysfunction. dysfunction. And also, sometimes, you know, they get it right. And there's the the good things when they come together, and they do things, you know, in the best interests of everyone. So uh, anyway, I thought that was a great sentence that you put into that. Uh, And then here, you know, you did that a year ago, a year ago, I know, it's always remarkable when you can
1: do it like that. And that's why I tell everybody who has an energy almanac, please write in it. So I will, at the end of this week, I'll go back and make notes that everything that happened in my life personally, as well as whatever happened in the world that was big, whether it's a volcano going off or Kevin McCarthy not getting,
0: you know. Yeah. Let's I wonder how many votes it's going to take to get him in, because I can't imagine there's another person that that would be able to garner enough votes for that. I
1: I agree with you. But interestingly enough, um, I saw this morning, Matt Gates, who is a Republican, extremely bold leader, has already written to a specific office at the government and said, Kevin McCarthy is not to be considered a squatter. We need to remove him from his office ASAP. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, oh yeah. my God! And by the way, people, as we're talking about this, neither one of us are saying we're four Republicans or four no. Democrats, or yes, that I'm bold right. is actually good. Right?
1: No, we're, exactly. We're just saying no, this, it's a
0: word. And we are observers yeah. in the game. That's all. Uh, exactly. Observing boldness. Now boldness Absolutely. is a Martian word, by the way. Oh. And it's an Aries word. Oh, Martian. I went to alien. You meant Mars. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Aliens good too. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's a Martian word and, you know, Mars is the warrior. So you could even characterize this as there's a bit of a war going on within that party about power and about ideologies even. And that's not good or bad, right? That just is what it is. And boldness never being really necessarily something that we want to think of as good or bad either, because sometimes you can boldly walk off the edge of a cliff Um, so anyway, just wanted to make sure that people realize we're just talking about what is and not saying that we agree or disagree kind of thing. Um, now the full moon is interesting to me too.
1: See, now usually you say, Tim, what are you excited about? The, the Aquarius moon, come on.
0: (laughs) Uh, wait, this isn't an Aquarius moon.
1: No, in new, new moon. No, I'm talking about the new moon on the 21st. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll get there. Okay. Well, All right. Sure. Let's talk about this full moon because yeah. this really is, you know, we're still in that first week of the month, uh, first week of the year. Yep. So it's kind of setting the stage and it's a cancer full moon yep. and cancer, such a nurturing sign, but also emotional feelings, right? And totally. the inner needs and intuition and all of that, juxtaposed by the sun in Capricorn, a rather uh, uh, rigid, possibly rigid, but also stern, also ruled by Saturn. So very much stodgy, I guess we could say. Mm -hmm. Um, Father energy versus the Cancer moon in mother energy, and having to balance both of those aspects. To me, it's rather fascinating.
1: I I agree. And uh, raise your hand if you're watching this. (laughs) If the Cancer Moon makes you weepy every single time. Oh, my God. I'm a wreck during every Cancer Moon. It's crazy. I
0: I do get more emotional during the Cancer Full Moon. But I always thought it was because I have a Cancer rising sign anyway. So it gets triggered at some point. But you know what I find, I think, probably the most fascinating about this moon on uh, Friday uh, is that... The moon isn't by herself. She is holding court, if you will, yeah. with other goddess energies, with Pallas Athena mm. and with the black moon Lilith. Now, Pallas Athena is at 18 degrees during the full moon. So she's the closest to the moon. Uh, but the black moon Lilith is at the 29th degree of cancer. She's been oh. in cancer for you know nine months or so. Wow. and she's just about ready to move off into leo so it's like they're having this final confab
1: right in uh
0: the sign of cancer like okay girls now how do we further a matriarchy or how do we further uh the rights of women or how you know how right. do we further caring and nurturing and all of that uh as each of you are prepared to go out into your uh into those next signs so i think that's interesting and when we when we look at the opposing two planets which would be mercury conjunct the sun mm-hmm. we have a seeding so we're seeding something maybe distinctly feminine sure. um distinctly nurturing or caring versus the mm. uh sto- the the more stand back or stand offish uh, mm. kinds of energy so um it's interesting yesterday i saw an article again back to the us government where patty murray was um, elected the senate pro tempore and right now effectively because there isn't a speaker of the house if something happened to the president and the vice president she would become the president right right. and that's the first time in our history that all three of those positions I mean or that those two positions vice president and uh the senate pro tempore um, (laughs) were held by women oh interesting yeah there interesting, interesting, right? Especially interesting because the house leadership has been a, a woman for, what, yeah. 12 oh, years? Wow. I think she had. And now we're looking at it going back to masculine energy. Right. So we'll see what happens there. But I just love how astrology always seems to show up here on the planet, mm-hmm. right? As above, so below. Right. right. Yeah. Anything else about the full moon that excites you? Holy cow, that was 30 minutes on the full moon. <laughs> yeah, no mercury was in there too.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of mercury. No, that was beautiful and I think yeah. everybody has something to chew on now with that moon. Um, yeah. No, let's let's see what else there is. Mars direct? Oh, yay! Oh my god, if I buy another online course, the- and <laughs> I am going to die. Mars needs to leave Gemini right now. <laughs>
0: Well, hold your <laughs> breath. He won't be leaving. Gemini I know Mars, but oh, I Mars, know. March, Mars,
1: March. I know. Hmm. I'm i scared <laughs> about how much money I'm going to spend between now and the end of March.
0: Oh my gosh! What to learn? Right, yep, yep. Lots right. To That's learn. the whole idea. Yep. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it is stationing direct <laughs> uh, on the 12th. Yeah,
0: track. at 12. Let's see. I actually pulled the time up to 12:37 p.m. Pacific time, so that would be what three twenty seven for those of you on the East Coast. Yep. So that will be the last day that we have Mars in that kind of debilitated state. Right. But again, retrograde time takes time. Or I mean, going direct or retrograde takes time to sort of build up that that uh, in this case motion forward. And of course, you know, it's not like we're done because he goes back through all the same degrees that he's been in since October 30th when he went retrograde. Mm. So so we're going to go backwards. We're going to be traveling in time as we always do with a retrograde planet back to uh, the time between October 30th and January 12th. So what will you learn about yourself, right? What will you learn about what next steps that you might want to take? Mm. Because while Mars has been retrograde, It's been stifling a bit, the forward momentum, if you will, that we can take. And it was much better suited for you to learn than it was for you to teach even. So, or to, you know, do something new, like for you might be teaching a class on something. So, not that you haven't taught before, but if you decided to throw something new out there that you hadn't done before, it might not have worked out so well. But learning everything that you need to know to do something else like that would be favored?
1: I've noticed, like, in my circle, the whole walk in your talk topic showing up a lot. And I, I do know that, you know, Mar- we have more Mars and Gemini to go through to sort of um, to look at that, have the opportunity <laughs> to clean, <laughs> clean things up, if you will. But I just, that's like the biggest thing that I keep noticing. That and, of course, this huge ur- um, urge for learning. I'm yeah. I seeing even friends who are buying courses or or learning something new. It's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable how people still want to deny astrology. But you can see it playing out. It blows my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All you have to do is look and you will see, right, the things in your own life, but also the things that the outer world shows us all the time about astrology in action. So
1: there's a way to like look at e-commerce from when Mars went into Gemini through when it'll end and check the numbers. If there's more courses, you know, educational courses, wouldn't mm -hmm. that be really interesting to prove it? Like statistically, people love their numbers, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not the one to do that, but okay. There's somebody out there who likes to do that. Take that Because yeah. that's, you know, statistics are, they're, I love it when somebody else is giving me statistics, yes. but I don't want to figure them out. <laughs> I don't want to do too. that. <laughs> uh, so that's the big news next week is Mars turning direct. Yes. Uh, there are, you know, other uh, things happening behind the scenes, other transits. The following week, it's Mercury turning direct. hmm Yay! And guess what else? And we also have Uranus turning, stationing direct. Yeah, that's the following week after that. That's on a Sunday. Well, you count. Oh, your you're week going to
1: the next week. Oh, yeah.
0: Sorry. But the day that Mercury turns direct, the sun also begins a new cycle with uh, the planet Pluto. So that's a very energetic coming together, you know, we talked in the beginning today when we're talking about the sun conjunct Mercury, anytime the sun conjuncts a planet, it begins a new cycle with that planet. Right. And we'll have a new cycle of the sun with Pluto. That almost makes me think about giving Pluto marching orders just on the cusp of his moving into Aquarius. What is that going to, what with that conversation, if we were flies on the wall right. of that room, what would we hear about what the sun in the later degrees of Capricorn would have to say to Pluto as he goes on from here? Yeah. I, I, you know, I can't help but go back to nuclear fusion, right, that that's been a big deal kind of quiet. I mean, it was big in the science department for sure, but I'm not sure that many people of the daily day uh, realize what they accomplished, what scientists have accomplished in being able to fuse together atoms to get power Mm -hmm. uh, because it's nuclear fission that we use now. And that has a very negative impact, right? Because it's radioactive and it just creates very unstable conditions where fusion um, lets off more power and is not as negative impacting on the environment. So that was huge, right? That is a big deal. So I'm wondering how that gets seeded, right? Are are we looking at new power, uh, literal, you know, senses of power? Oh,
1: interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, my I have some imaginings on that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let that bubble up and maybe talk to you about that privately. Okay, good. <laughs> what comes next? Um, hold on a second, and let me pull up my little chart here. So I am looking at. Of course, we were going into Aquarian season, which is really a great time period. So much friendlier, right? Capricorn is so stern. And Aquarians are so friendly and fun to be around. Um, <laughs> they are. They just are. Um, I'm looking forward to the moon on the 21st. I really am. Um, yeah. That's my like highlight of the month. I think is. I know that. I know that the astrological year starts in April with Aries, but that new energy of innovation and insight and if it's good for me, it's good for we humanitarian. Um, I just love that, that moon that's going to be on the 21st.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also a powerful one because the moon is also conjunct Pluto, that sun Pluto conjunction kind of bleeds over. Exactly. Um, But we also have that uh, happening with sextiles to both Neptune and to uh, Jupiter. So we have positive planets that can kind of help balance that, Power struggle that is encapsulated in um, so you know that makes me wonder if this whole speaker of the house thing doesn't just drag on. Well, maybe. Yeah, and okay. I I have I, yeah yeah that's so
1: just... what's right about that that we don't know
0: every. I know away,
1: right.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but that's just an interesting to think of. Is that like going to be kind of an upheaval, a turning over into uh, a completely different? Well,
1: listen. Oh, my gosh. Right. Jupiter's in Aries. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, I love that. That's Mm -hmm. that's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out.
0: Yep, it is. And Mars is kind of out of bounds. Uh, Astrologically, anything that gets beyond a 22, 23 degree declination is considered out of bounds. And both Mars and Venus get out of bounds like several times this year. And of course, though Mars, Martian energy is aggressive or assertive when it's out of bounds. It's more rebellious. It's more uh, of uh, a revolt in the making. (laughs) Uh I'm just like watching going, "Ooh, this is so fascinating to watch all of this in action. Um, But that new moon is, I'm like you, I love the energy of Aquarius. Funny story. A woman the other day texted me and she goes, what do you think about a Gemini with an Aquarian rising? And uh, my fa- my first quip was an airhead with an attitude because <laughs> you've got so much air in Aquarians, they just have this erudite sort of attitude, right? They're smart. Yeah. And it's energy that is smart, but in a future projected way. Mm-hmm. So when we get to the sun in Aquarius, we really are, you know, looking toward the future, mm-hmm. you know, in um, uh, is it roman theology the roman god janus which january is named after has two faces one face is forward looking at the future while the other one is backwards looking at the past and it's interesting because the juxtaposition here is if you just look at this the sun uh is in aquarius but the moon that day of the of the move into aquarius is in capricorn oh wow right? Looking backwards, forwards. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. So, and the moon doesn't change until 10 30 AM out of uh, my time out of Capricorn into Aquarius. So the full moon, new moon, excuse me, is just at one or two degrees of Aquarius. It's right. Wow. In fact, I don't even, I want to say that's going to be still in the zero to one, which then makes me go, Hmm hmm. That's the same degree Jupiter and Saturn conjuncted at on December 21st, 2020. Wow. That is the same degree that Pluto moves into on March 23rd, 2023. hmm. So we have something about this zero degrees Aquarius. It's wow. getting me chills. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Something about that. Woo. Something new, something, you know, we have that saying, something wicked this way comes, but this (laughs) is something unique, this way comes, something unusual, something new. And then that very next day, Uranus turns direct on the 22nd, which also happens to be the human design new year day. It also happens to be the Chinese lunar new year. All, all, Stacked right there just right. like bang 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 just like so interesting.
1: Can I tell a, a quick story regarding Aquarius and Capricorn?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um so I was teaching a um a workshop, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was. The the workshop was on a Thursday evening. I was talking about the difference between Capricorn and Aquarius, because my I always teach just beginners astrology. That's all I do. Um, Mm -hmm. so I said, let's think of Capricorn as a triangle. It's top down, right? There it's like a pyramid top down and the bottom is the group, but the top, it's kind of the hierarchy,
0: right? The the, the, the hierarchy
1: is singular At, at the point. It's singular, right? So let's, um, let's talk about Aquarius. Aquarius is an inverted triangle. It's the group. And it's supported by the individual, but it builds up to a group. So one's a a triangle on its bottom and one's a triangle inverted. I said, here's another example. A Capricorn would build a house brick by brick, lay the bricks, build that solid foundation and strike every nail with its hammer. It's very traditional, right? It's the individual building the house brick by brick, nail by nail. But if you're Aquarius, you're like, I'll just get a 3D printer and I'll figure (laughs) out how to, to, you know, build this house, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, you know, I thought I was pretty smart. You're smart. Uh So I went on Monday, the following Monday, what, four days later, Uh at a birthday event for my baby granddaughter. Happy birthday, Elsie. And um, I met this new woman and I'm like, hey, aren't you an accountant? She goes, no. I'm actually an engineer. (laughs) Oh well, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just wanted to get to know her. So, what kind of engineering? She goes, "Oh, I'm a mechanical engineer. Cool. What's your latest project?" She goes, "Oh, we just 3D printed a
0: house." Oh my goodness, that's so! I I love that. That's validation, right? Validation, validation from the universe that you're on the right track. That's a great metaphor, and I couldn't
1: believe, and my jaw was on the floor for like a, a full 60 seconds. And I, kept, <laughs> I couldn't speak.
0: <laughs> They're so, Say it isn't so.
1: <laughs> she, yeah, she's in Maine. She, she works for the first ever in the world company that has built 3D printed a house. And that 3D printer is the largest in the world as well. That's the future of house building. Talk about age of Aquarius. I thought of you. I literally thought of you. I couldn't believe it.
0: All kinds of Aquarian things. But did you also realize that Capricorn and Aquarius have a common ruler and that's Saturn. And again, so we get that idea of even Saturn perhaps having that two faced uh, energy, right? Backwards and forwards, right? Future and past. Uh, It's, I mean we could go on and on with that because it really does have such an interesting i don't know there's just something about it that calls you know calls us in right to really look at where's saturn in your chart because in some respects you're looking forward and backward
1: well think about lessons i always think of saturn as the giver of lessons right Mm -hmm. and lessons have both good and bad they're heavy and they're light and you could I feel that way with Capricorn Capricorn feels very heavy. Aquarius feels very light. Um, I, I think Saturn ruling that makes perfect sense. it's both so two faces, two sides, light dark it's perfect.
0: yeah. Yeah, so interesting. Interesting things that we can think of. So that would be that's our so our new moon very early in Aquarius. Yeah, uh, as the sun had just moved into it the day before. Yes. So literally within hours, because well, I guess twelve hours uh, later than we have that uh, full or that new moon. And then Uranus direct happens when Venus begins her new cycle uh, with Saturn. So we have a Venus conjunct Saturn that same day. See Uranus turns direct at one in the afternoon. I believe the Venus conjunct Saturn happens just before that. So interesting because Venus, you know, she's ruling finances and relationships, love energy, right? And our self worth and values. Now coming into Saturn, that means her new cycle has to be about duty and responsibility. Uh, but also, how is it that we uh, want to move? How, how do we inject love into everything that we do? Right? Ooh. How do we love ourselves more fully? How do we love our family, our, our country, our <laughs> friends, our extended families more fully? And how is that reflected in our self-worth and our self-esteem and how we use that energy to move forward in our lives? So that'll be it's just interesting to note, I think, what the other aspects are on a day when something big is happening, like Uranus turning direct. Um that same week, Venus moves into Pisces. So she's, she already moved into Aquarius just on January 2nd. Right.
1: I noticed that how short that was.
0: And then she moves into Pisces because like she's in a mad dash to get to Leo. So she, can <laughs> oh, yes. <move> her brain. <laughs> uh, but that's not until July. So we don't have to talk about that, especially right now because she's still in this cycle, but uh, it is like she speeds up before she slows down right she'll start that slow down process probably about may Mm. uh, when she starts to slow down to reach to leo for her retrograde cycle uh anything else
1: uh hold on a second yes there was one there's the venus in pisces no um except for no i think you already talked about mercury trine Uranus. Did you already talk about that? On the the 29th, there's like the sun trine Mars and Mercury trine Uranus on that day. That's the only other thing I was kind of peeking at.
0: No, I I didn't mention that um, at all. So, but what a high energy day. Right? right? Yeah. Right. We have two, three planets in January that turn from retrograde to forward motion. Mm -hmm. And on the 29th then, one of the forward motion, now moving forward motion planets is Mars, and it is in a trine with the sun. So if you want to point to a day where the action really does begin to start moving forward, that would be a good day. um And then Uranus, no, Mercury coming into the trine with Uranus again. Well, we must have had that already because, yeah, we did. When was that day? That was on the 8th of January. So the 8th of January is Mercury trine Uranus while Mercury is retrograde. And then the 29th is Mercury trying Uranus while Mercury is now moving forward. So I would think of that as an inspirational kind of day as well, where we might become inspired. Mm -hmm. It's in that day, the moon happens to be in Taurus. So maybe we're inspired to get out of a comfort zone, to Mm. take new action, to actually move our bodies, you know, taking those next forward motion steps. Um, So I kind of like that. I kind of like that day.
1: I have made a note about that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's in green on my calendar. So the, the astrology program agrees that it's a good day.
1: <laughs> That's true. It is green on that day. Huh?
0: Yeah, that, probably because there's so much inspirational energy, <laughs> so much good energy of, you know, being able to do something. It's like, you know, in uh, the winter time when we've had tons of rain or snow and we get that sunny day. Mm-hmm. And it even warms up a titch and you could go outside and it's just an amazing experience, right? I don't know if you probably get that there in Maine. We get that here all the time where it's like days and days, weeks, maybe months of <laughs> rain uh, and clouds and cold. And that yeah. one day comes along. And it's like everybody goes out. Absolutely, That's yeah. the 29th of January for all of us. It's that sunny yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I want to look a little bit at the human design aspects, unless you have something else that you want to talk about. in No, I'm excited
1: of- to hear your take on human design, please.
0: Yeah, I, I love, you know, that human design lags, you know, the calendar January one is just really an arbitrary day. Somebody said, oh, that's a good day to start the new year. We should look at the history of that and find out what the astrology was that day, because it's really I bet the moon was void, of course, because it really it really isn't a day other than the, the holiday feature. It really doesn't have any astrological bump behind it for beginning something new. But in human design, remember we're taking a trip, a journey through all of the different energies. We we are in astrology too, so I don't mean to say we aren't. But we're taking a journey through all of the potential expressions of humanity. Through, if you want to layer it and and bring it into DNA level, then you know all of the different traits that are, are have that lie in within us as potential to be expressed have been experienced through the. Human design year. So when we find ourselves now at the end of that human design year, we're looking at gates like being in struggle, finding, fighting, right? The fight to Mm -hmm. find the right thing to stand up for and to be counted for. We're in the gate of ambition. These are Capricorn gates, by the way. So ambition and drive what's driving us and where do we want to go? And then we come to the gate 61. And that is uh, next week, January 11th through the 16th, where we get to look with awe and wonder at what's possible, right? We're looking, we, we can choose to look at it in two ways. We can look at it through the eyes of the, the sort of cynic that been there, done that, there's nothing new under the sun kind of energy or we can look at it as magical, right? That that we've made it through a year, that we have all of this potential for what lies ahead. How would we want to tap into the wonder, the magic, and the awe of that? And then the last gate that we hit before the new year is the gate 60, which is about bringing in our focus, right? Mm -hmm. In uh, human design, it used to be called the gate of limitation, which of course I reject. Uh, I like the word acceptance, which is about accepting where we are and being okay with where we are because the very next thing that we're going to do is the human design new year at gate 41, which is imagining something different or something more. So, but you can't really... Take And that imagination does you no good if you don't know where you are. Mm-hmm. Like, if we wanted to go to the moon back in the 60s, we didn't do it because we didn't look at where we are now in terms of our technology or in, te- in terms of what is it that we would need to fly to the moon we had to start with something, right? We had to narrow the focus down to what do I need to work on in order to get to what my imagination is soaring, you know, through to. So that's kind of how we end our human design year with the, the very sort of concrete sequential, where am I taking stock? Where am I? And what am I going to need if I want to get here? Yeah. If I'm here, how do I get here? Right. Um, and then the new year begins on January twenty second, uh, which is the the day that we say we go into the gate forty one, and we begin this process of imagining. And the earth that day is also in the gate of leadership, so we often find ourselves in that first week of the year looking for looking to our leaders I, we we end up doing isn't it the state of the union address is usually right around that time
1: usually
0: yeah yeah uh so we're looking to leaders we're also looking at our own leadership how do i want to lead moving in uh, to the year and all of that is the very beginning of the adventure of 2023 right in terms of human design sure yeah And the other interesting thing about it is on the new moon, well, actually on the day that the sun moves into Aquarius, both Jupiter and Saturn change gates in human design. That doesn't always happen at the same time, right? They stagger those changes throughout the year. But this year, boom, they both move into new gates. Uh, Jupiter moving into gate, to gate 17, which is a gate that needs to see the bigger picture, mm-hmm. needs to um, be open-minded, needs to be able to um, see how their opinions, see how what we think can be tested or proven. So that'll be interesting for Jupiter to be there, growing ourselves through being more open-minded. Mm-hmm. Saturn moves into the gate 30. Saturn at 30 is really about t- tuning into what makes our bloods run, you know, hot. What what are we passionate about? Okay. What what makes us um excited, right? And then because the nature of Saturn is to build mm-hmm. or to, you know, put a plan in play, plan on living out your passions. Passions, right. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it, yeah. right? Those are the words that we could we could look at. And that's all you know interesting too because those two things are happening on the day that the sun moves into aquarius but it's also in the waning phase of the moon the the we haven't gotten to the new moon yet mm-hmm. we're like hours from the new moon <laughs> it's almost like a joke right how so <laughs> if you if you really want to journal if there's a good day to journal it's going to be the 20th and the 21st really about where have i been that janus right the double headed god where have I been and where am I going to go? What what do I want to do? So, anyway, that's kind of uh, that human design energy of uh, this month coming up. Ah, there we go. It's a uh, lot. It's a lot. Let's say good morning to people because at first, you know, we didn't have a lot of people commenting and now suddenly we do. Pam Zaruba, good morning. She said, Glad to hear it's not just me. That was back to our Mercury retrograde conversation. (laughs) How how is the RX affecting knees? Whoa. Well, knees um, are part of Capricorn and Mercury, Saturn, Pluto, or Mercury, Pluto, and Venus were all three, as well as the sun in Capricorn. We had a stellium in Capricorn. So yeah, our knees, our connective tissues, uh, the gallbladder, skin, all sort of, you know, in that uh, area of health she says she can't hardly walk. Ah, oh, no. yes. Um, So, you know, my, my thing to tell you then would be to um, get this book. It's so, metaphysical anatomy. You know, my, my thing to because that is a book that will take you all the way through what questions to ask yourself about the the knee, where are you dragging behind? Where are you you know, holding yourself back. Good morning to Judy Wheeler. And she says, good morning, everyone. Jess Wolf, she says, he or she says, I Wheeler, And she says, oh, good morning, sorry. everyone. Yeah, God. Good morning, Debbie Tibbetts-Two-Meal. Yeah, she true. said, I just happened to find this, didn't know you had a show. How could you not know? Right. It, got, it goes out to Facebook, although I did do it a week ago because we thought we were going to meet next, last week. That's true. Uh, so it could have gotten lost in translation somewhere. Natasha, good morning to you. Christine Buckingham says better late than never. Good morning to JLo. And she says, please take a moment and hit the like button. I love that with the algorithms, right? That's the key. So hit the thumbs up button if you are on Facebook. And also if you are watching on YouTube. So like, no, it's like on Facebook and thumbs up on YouTube. Thank you very much. Deborah Foster, my cousin, good morning to you. It's not often we get to see you out there. It's great to have you. Jana, good morning. And good morning to all of those who are also listening behind the scenes. It is good to have you all with us. So any final thoughts about January? I can't believe we've already gone through almost an hour. I know, it goes by so fast every
1: time. I I just want to remind everybody from the Energy Almanac to grab selenite and garnet as gemstones to help you for the month ahead, as well as uh, there we go. Beautiful. I blue, grabbed it. blue tansy. That's a beautiful piece. I just lost my cell last week. Um, oh, well. Blue tansy is the essential oil for the month and blue tansy um, ignites a spark in you. And I know we have some great imaginings going on this month. So um. It's about listening to your intu- intuitive inner voice. So, blue tansy oil for the month ahead. Um, I'm. I think it's going to be. I. I think 2023 is going to be so good. I really do, and I just want to really encourage people to um, remember to go in. The entire theme from the energy almanac is heavily meditated. <laughs> I love that heavily meditated, go inward to receive just like the tree, you know, bring it in all the way down, ground your ideas in this year, but you're going to get your best results this year through solitude and silence for solutions. There we go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, don't underestimate the need for you to be responsible, responsible. Yes. It is us individually that will drive our experiences. So yes. if you see you know, mayhem and controversy and conflict, then that's what you're going to get, right? If that's what you're seeing. Now that doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? That That there is gonna be, there's always that, right? But it is fodder for growth. Mm. But if you tap into that and get stuck there, then your experience of the year is far different than if you just observe that that's happening out there, but go back to your peaceful center Mm -hmm. and realize that in here, the weather is fine and (laughs) I can do what I need to do to get my life, you know, going in the direction that I want to get it going in. You are always responsible and you are creating your reality through the way that you're thinking through the things that you are saying And through the actions that you are taking in the world. So awesome. Yeah. Ah. Um, Tam, it looks like you and I will be together on February 1st, right? The first actually falls on the Wednesday. Oh,
1: perfect. Oh,
0: good. I like that. February 1st, we'll be back to talk about the Astro Inklings for the month of February. Now, if you have not yet gotten your energy almanac, please go to. Big change? Well, it can be the energyalmanac.com, but I really want them to use your link. Use Janet's link. Yeah, go in every time uh, after the uh, video is done. I go back into YouTube and I put the links to Tam's website, but also to be able to purchase the uh, almanac if you have not yet gotten it. This is the first year I haven't given mine away. I actually kept one for me. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's it's unimaginable to have um, all of this information in one place, right? And here it is, right? Astrology, yeah. even Human Design is in there, even though it's not called that necessarily, <laughs> and uh, gift and shadow energy. So get that for yourself. And that is it from Tam and I. Thank you so much, Tam, for joining me. I just love these monthly get-togethers, even sure. if we yep. have sound issues. Going into it. A little Um, astro party every month. I love it. A little astro party. I like that. Maybe we should call it Astro Party. I know. I think we should. Astro Inklings is good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. I will see you on Friday morning. We'll take a look closer at the full moon and what to expect for the weekend. Bye for now. Bye. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom, Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.